0: Welcome back, Triple M family. We would like to welcome you all to season two of Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided. It's your girl, Ray Scotty And Jay Burns. And we are once again honored that you decided to press that good old play button and join us today. Congratulations on taking the step to dedicate yourself to becoming more aware of your mental health care for the Black community. Thank you for allowing our voices to guide you on your path to your major purpose.
1: So as July is Minority Mental Health Month, we wanted to start off season two with discussing the mental health of Black men. We both have strong Black men in our lives, but we know one thing for certain, we cannot speak for the Black man. So we'd like to have a special guest or two for this session. So it's with great pleasure that I reintroduce you guys to Brandon Wynham from Aliceville, Alabama and Gabriel Akoff from Bessemer, Alabama. So Brandon, we'll let you go first and then Gabe, tell us a little more about yourself, or your age, family, businesses, what field you're in, that type of stuff.
2: Um, well, uh. I'm Brandon. I'm 28. Um, I was raised as a single child. Uh, right now, I'm in the military uh, doing whatever that consists of and married. Just trying to make it through life, I guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I'm
2: Gabriel Akoff.
3: I just turned 34 Friday. Um, a little by me. Um only child, come from a two-parent household in Belspur. And I own my own business. It's a cleaning business, commercial cleaning, ACOF building services. Been doing it. I've been doing it for like 20 some years, but I finally decided to own my own, start my own like a couple years ago. So and I'm in a relationship and going good. um. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
1: All right, so we will get into a deeper conversation a little bit later.
0: Oh, we got a homework check coming up, I believe. Yeah. So we'll do our, our homework check-in with you all. Thank you, Gabe and Brandon, for volunteering to share your experience with us and joining us uh, for our debut of season two. And you keep listening to us as we discuss the trials and triumphs of the Black man. Um, but we want to do our homework check first in our question of the month. So since this is our first episode of the new season, we won't be doing a homework check, but rather a social media review. We'll be checking in with you all. We want you all to be interactive with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So special shout out to all of you for liking and sharing our social media posts during our hiatus feel free to comment when we ask questions no answer or question we won't attempt to find a response to so we love the interaction with you all yes so whenever we
1: post do not be afraid to comment because we always like to see those comments so on to our question of the month Since we're discussing Black masculinity and mental health of the Black men, our quick question of the month is this. How do you guys feel? And we're gonna get our guests to answer the question first and then we'll chime in after that. How do you guys feel about the usage of the N word? Do you use it? Do you feel like other people? Within our race or outside of our race to use it, how do you guys feel about the usage of the N word?
2: I don't, I don't condemn the usage of the N word by within our own culture, for the most part. Uh, Is it's gonna? Is sometimes it sounds crazy if I like when I explain it. It's more so of like if you if you came up around people who use the word within our culture and it's, it's never been foreign to you, it's been more of a norm, then I, I understand if it stays a norm to you. Uh, in the same like even if somebody who who is African-American decides to use the word and it's, and it's never been in, in their household, in the friend groups that they knew or whatever, it's sort of like a misuse even just like it would be someone from another race who's never uh who's who who has also been foreign to uh never been something that's been used in a positive light it's it sounds the same way it would sound coming from somebody like that so uh that's kind of how i see it
1: um
3: go ahead uh yeah as far as the n-word I, I think we should stop using it um because it is direct derogatory towards us you know we don't want other people people to use it so we shouldn't use it maybe you know we probably throw the word around as you know because that's what we always done you know but i think we should kind of lean toward to replace this word it's time to go on with like brother or friend or, Like, it's just, it's not a good word to use because it it got a bad history towards it. It comes from prison, actually. Um, You know, so, you know, I've used it, uh, you know, of course, but I try not to use it as much as I did. You know, you get older, you kind of learn to shy away from that stuff like that because me, I'm trying to be more professional. I got my own business, and you got to separate the two, so that's why take on
1: it okay I can definitely see where both of you guys are coming from I would say I personally don't use it on the regular I don't think it has anything to do with like the history of it but probably more so my background I didn't even use curse words until like I was 18 and that was a personal choice, so I kind of put that along the line of that, like you said, kind of derogatory in a way. But also, I can see how some people use it like as a comfort between the two, because I can say when it comes to like rap lyrics and things like that, I'll rap it when it's in a song.
0: Yeah, I see where where all of you all are coming from. Um, my take on it is kind of more towards what Brandon was saying like I don't really um support any other race or demographic using it other than black people um because it is so ingrained in culture um I don't have a problem using it it's not something that I use daily but whenever it finds itself in my in my conversation, it's just there's nothing intentional. Um, it's just a part of African American dialect and our vernacular. So, use it if you use it, don't use it if you don't. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I come from.
2: I mean, I just feel like Kendrick Lamar hinted on it in a, in a uh, song a uh, while back, ago, I can't quote what song it was, but he explained how uh, negus, negus, uh, was an Ethiopian term meaning king actually like monarch Monarch in it they entertain but um so I asked myself because I have not done full research so I just asked myself after that like if that is the case has that truly been something that was flipped and saying like okay we heard them referring out I just asked myself if that has been something that they heard uh Africans referring to somebody as and they took it and to turn it into a derogatory word in which that we are taking our power back from it and using it as something that's not negative but positive but still like it's our word now you can't you can't use it for for yourself anymore like we take that control back so that but I don't if somebody chooses not to use it then in that same light I wouldn't say like how dare you or like whatever I would just abide by the room that I'm in and so yeah
0: yeah, that's
1: definitely
0: understandable. Yeah, so that was our little brief check-in question of the of the month. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into our topic of the month. We'll do a brief overview. Um, so according to the National Center for Health Statistics, 2015 data brief number 206, only 26.4 percent of Black and Hispanic men ages 18 to 44 who experienced daily feelings of anxiety and depression were likely to have used mental health services compared to the 45.4% of non-Hispanic white men with the same feelings. So there are many factors that contribute to these rates of increased mental health challenges, whether it's exposure to racism, discrimination, trauma lack of access to culturally appropriate services or traditionally or traditional masculinity roles and ideas that have caused men to struggle with being vulnerable and sharing their emotions and for this reason we recognize that black men are hurting from this disparity so we want to use our podcast to to highlight this, to accentuate this issue, to discuss it. Um, and we're gonna process this a little differently than how we did um, season one. We want to promote a discussion, um, conversation. And so we're gonna, Burns and I will provide some prompts, some questions, and we want to, uh, to provide us with your answers, your insight, your experience, um, based
1: on our All right so we'll start off with some questions to get the conversation or discussion going and don't feel like when we're in our discussion just like when you sit at home around a card table that you have to wait till somebody is like fully finished and not jump in. We want you guys to feel comfortable jumping in with the discussion. You don't have to wait your turn. Just act like we're at home on the couch.
2: Understood. Okay. All
1: right, so I'm going to start with the first question for you guys.
0: We want a little
1: background. We'll talk about the present and we'll talk a little about the future as well. So growing up, you know, when you were a kid, what was one of your happy Moment. We're talking as a little black boy growing up in your city, in your town. What was one of the happiest moments that you can think of that you experienced?
2: With family, I'd say just being around my family. Uh, within uh, the city I was in, uh, I can't say I had like had like moments that stick out. I just say like uh, that was the best time I ever had. Or 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 even that I had them often. There's nothing memorable that sticks out to me. But it was just everything within family was everything that I always appreciated more so than just being in the city.
3: Um, I think me graduating, getting my GED, is one of the proudest moments I had. But me um, not graduating and getting in trouble at an early age caused me to um, caused me to be held back and all that. But me actually turning that into a positive I'm like, okay I'm not going to let this stop me you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to achieve something for me even though I didn't do it the way everybody else did um, that was one of the proudest moments for me I can do that yeah I know a lot of people don't really talk about stuff like that with GD because you might think it's embarrassing but it's a good thing you know and sometimes Everybody go different routes in life, but ultimately getting that is 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 a good thing to do. So you could feel completed in some kind of
0: way.
2: It is, because at the end of the day, like so many people drop out of high school just because they weren't focused on it right then. And right. it's it's never too late to get that ambition to want to go accomplish something and, and make things happen that you weren't thinking about beforehand. And so, like, uh, I know some people who, like, we've spoken to, uh, in my personal life, and it just ain't worked out like that for them. But for some, for you who has done it, I'm saying that is something to uh, continuously to be that you should continue to be vocal about because it'll it might spark so many more people who wrote themselves off who, who could see you and say, well, he did it. So I'll take that motivation and I'll go see if I can do it
1: too.
3: Right, right, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you said that Brandon. I remember from our last episode that you were a visitor on that you had some issues. um, You were younger in school. So what do you guys think would, um, it's something that should be changed to make black men or black young men more comfortable want to go
2: to school what do you guys think should change it has it has there has to be a leadership change uh the way in which uh some of our uh the people that we look up to lead us because and when i was growing up uh most of the people who the black men that i look to um a lot of wisdom i did get a lot of wisdom from them on a the positive aspect but for the most part it was you know uh young ladies this having fun that and yeah it was like go to school and do right but as for something that, to to purely uh hold strong to like a cornerstone wise for being in school and graduating it wasn't it wasn't there something that said okay if you do this you'll go far whereas most of the advice came if you do this I'm saying to get a woman da, da, da. if you do if you do this to be popular, have fun, uh, then you can there was more advice towards those things more so than I right, you go to school here, the you get this from graduating, you go on and accomplish these things. There wasn't there wasn't a clear path on that level that made it something that we wanted to take serious.
0: Mm,
3: okay. I, I agree. Yeah, they piggyback on what you said, like leadership. Like, we need more people to speak up for school and education because it is important. Like, I tell people, I wish I wouldn't do college and all that, you know, because it's, it's important. Like, it could get you a lot of places that, you know, I know a lot of times, like, a lot of jobs that I had or whatever, I probably only got because I just had a this kind of education but I'm like I ain't gonna let that stop me you know I'm gonna get this and it's gonna help me and better in life but I tell everybody like school is very for. it's not they, they try to say it's not for everybody but it could just get you so far in life in places that you can imagine like you know I, I look up to people that want to go to college and you know, like I said, it just starts with leadership. It's part with our community and the people around us, like, encouraging to, like, hey, you want to go to school or trade, or whatever, do that, you know? There's nothing wrong with it to, to, be, to be smart. Because there's nothing out here, you know, it's, it's hard without education. I, I experienced it. Hands, I just, I didn't have the the support that I had growing up to push me, you know what I'm saying? So i venture out into the streets and, you know, all the people that I really was cool with and friends with, they went on graduate college and military, et cetera, et cetera. But I ain't no pain with the people who didn't who didn't care about school. But that's cause we grew up the same background. We didn't have nobody to push us.
0: Right.
2: Right. That that, that wisdom that I got, apart from like girls and stuff like that, the, the real wisdom came from just how how a man carries himself, how like just how to be how to be real real and not fake. That was more so the wisdom I got more so than than book knowledge. It was street right. knowledge.
0: Mm.
3: Right. Yeah, It's true.
0: Okay, okay. So, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how often do you all have conversations with your guy friends about mental health? Or, and, how how you're doing personally with your own mental health. So how often does that come up in conversation um, with just guys, hanging out with the guys, with the fellas, how you doing mentally? Um, how often do you guys talk about mental health in general?
3: Uh, I'm going to be honest, I
0: don't even,
3: don't have a really lot of guy
0: friends like that, but,
3: um, I try to talk to anybody that's, if it's not a friend or not about mental health. What you Um, it's kind of hard because they still...
1: Gabe mentioned
3: he was an only child but he also had some, yeah, death I brothers. some Okay. Um, It's kind of
1: with,
3: we all ain't up together so uh, I try to just show them more than just tell them like mental health is important. You know, it's hard being a black man every day. You know, they got families and stuff like that so I can't even imagine you know, what they go through or whatever but just from my perspective Perspective, like mental health, is a real important because um, that's 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 the most important thing. Is your mental? People worry about our physical so much, but our mental, like, just me over the weekend when I we was in New Orleans, we seen so many black men just on the streets and just, and I know they suffering from mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's we need to talk about this more in our communities in mental health because it's real. And we, we suffered a lot in the past, generation down, it's passed down and, you know, we, we shouldn't be afraid of being, talking to somebody like me. I never always been easy to talk to people, you know, express my emotion. That never been my, my um, weak point. It was just, I just never had the support going, you know, to uh, to get to a certain place. But I try to tell people, man, if you need to help talk to, I lost my nephew to suicide. He was um, he was 17 and it was like a couple years ago. And I'm pretty sure he was suffering from some stuff and he probably wasn't talking about it, you know? And he felt like he had to take his life. So I just wish that more we need to talk about this. If you're hurting or anything, it's okay to talk about it. Nobody will judge you. You know, there could be the difference between life and death when
2: you're talking about something. So that's how. Yeah. yeah, my condolences, man. Yeah, thank you. Like, the way I see it, um, I I was a person early on, like, me 10 years ago, you t- you talk about somebody depressed or suicidal or something like that i didn't I, I, I couldn't i didn't pay it any mind i didn't i didn't understand it i thought like well uh i never i didn't i didn't know the complete definition for it so i'm thinking to myself like well i've never experienced this i don't know anybody who experienced this it just it it didn't seem right or natural but as years passed on like um I got more of an understanding for it as people who were going through things would speak to me about it. And I kind of became, well, not kind of, I became more accepting towards it, more understanding and was able to, like, talk to people about things that I had uh, been through and things that they were going through and mainly just being able to, like, give people hope, guidance, or just be a listening ear. Um, with like you said, like people within our community, they don't they don't make that a, a main topic of things to discuss. Something to, that we really need to keep an eye on. But even within within the majority of my friend groups these days, these conversations are are prevalent. This is something that most of the time, like for friends that I haven't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. like this is something that we talk about uh, every time we speak. Um, for the ones that I see on the everyday per uh thing, so we don't discuss it all the time unless something about somebody's clearly going through something, then we'll discuss it. But for the most part, um now it's it's something that, that comes up whereas it never came up before because um because it's been more accepted in society. A lot, a lot of people are starting to take that barrier down and allowing themselves to to speak on it. But it's it's within the youth. It's not anybody, any like like anybody that's like upper thirties and higher. It still it's it may still be a little taboo. It's only these these days now that people are starting to open up and kids who kids and young adults who are growing up or are, are allowing themselves to talk about it. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, I was definitely thinking about that um, when you said that more people are talking about it now because I'm thinking um, I've got a few older, um, you know, uncles, granddad, that I think, especially those that were in the military, that could definitely use some mental health and I um, help, but it's definitely not coming up in the conversations. They don't even want to discuss it or acknowledge that they may be suffering from post-traumatic stress or depression, anxiety. So the older generation, I've definitely had a harder time, you know, seeing that change come about in their age group. You know, my dad
3: was in the military, so that's, you absolutely right.
1: So a question for you guys, what does it mean to you to be a black man, when I ask that, I mean, what do you think others expect from you? Do you think you've met those expectations? Has it been hard on you? Has it been easy? What do you think it means to be a black man? Uh,
3: to be a black man is a privilege. It's a blessing to be a black man. You know, it's strength to being black, a black man. It's a lot of pluses come with being a black man. Um, it ain't easy. I just always feel like you got a target on your back. You just feel like, like, no matter what we do in society or in our lives, like it's never gonna be looked at as as just a human effort. It's like there's somebody black doing this, but it's it's important being a black man. I feel like there's no one, nobody's like us. You know, we have so many abilities. And so many gifts. So I just wish we could just tap into it, like the, the culture of black men, Like I don't think we realize how much power we hold. Um, you know, we need more people to realize how much power they hold
1: because
3: mm-hmm. we we are special. And um, this,
2: I love being black. I want to change for the world. You know, it's, it's so much pride in it, man.
3: Yeah, for sure. It definitely is like I'm sitting and, up you know, you know we got a lot of strength you know we endure a lot and I don't think people realize how much we go through on a daily basis just from work to whatever you're in school or whatever you're doing like it's a lot of pressure you know, to be in America and to be black you know you have to set the bar high for yourself you have to stand out you know Cause it's, it's not easy, but and I'm, I'm around so many different people every day, so many different races, right. and you know, I just I, I, I see it, but I don't change who I am to be around nobody. You know, they accept me for who I am. They do, they don't, they don't. But I would I would never change anything about being black. You know, being African American, because yeah. it's so much heritage and like you said, so much pride. Out, like I said, our young black men don't realize how don't they don't realize the power they hold from from way back when to now, you know. You know, we was we are kings,
2: you know what I mean?
3: Like, we are kings.
2: Like, I was I walked in the I walked. brief example. Like I was in I was at work today and I'm walking around and one of my coworkers, he observed me, he asked me a question. He said, So it's crazy how you asked me that today and I got a an example from today. But he asked me, he said, uh, you always you always look like you watch you watching over your shoulder, like you watching your surroundings, like why are you walking like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I,
2: and I tell them, like, well, it's, it's really me just trying to be like I'm incognito in the scene. I don't want nobody saying nothing to me. Uh, I just want to be able to do my thing, leave, and keep my positivity. Like it's it's the only way I know how to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: and that goes along with when you say like black man, we we have a target on our back, so. And so, me knowing, like, I'm I'm not around people who are gonna automatically understand who I am and how I rock and how I why I say things the way I say it. And so, the way the way that I combat that as an individual and as a black man is, I, I'm on guard. I'm watching my surroundings. I'm 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 not allowing myself to 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 let that shade down and show it ex expose everybody who I am, because everybody might not understand that. hmm And in that same sense, I leave the room I'm in, he asked me that question. And I walk into another room where it's nothing but Black co-workers sitting there. And we sit down, and my entire guard just falls. And I'm able to just be myself and have that cheerfulness and that joy and that pride in where I am and who I am. Facts
1: i'm just sitting here thinking about when you say on guard how stressful that must be to walk around and be on guard all the time yeah that
0: that's the same thing that popped up for me it's just like being in a constant state of fight or flight mode that adrenaline that cortisol going through your body that stress all in your body running through your blood the the state of being hyper vigilant all the time—what that does to your body over time—it's uh-huh. draining.
2: It's draining. I will say that. Like, I get off work and I come home and I'm tired. Like, like I could have not done anything, but I'm tired. Like, I like I've been moving heavy weights for for three or four hours Mm-hmm. because it's, it's just that draining. Because you're you're in there. And it's a lot of things you might want to comment on or or some things you might want to do, but you're just you just chilling because right. you don't you don't know how how certain things could be reacted to and the min, the minute you say something mm-hmm. that somebody's not feeling you can't take that back
1: right
0: it's important to highlight here this is something that I talk about with some of my patients at my job people that don't that aren't able to recognize the state that they're in or the environment that they're in and how it's contributing to their mental health I'll ask them if they're experiencing depression or anxiety or anything like that. And it's No, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, well, how tired are you at the end of the day? How much energy does it take you to do some of the tasks that you're doing, to be at work, to be fit? And then that's when it's like, oh, I'm extremely tired when I get home. And it's like, okay, well, those are also symptoms of anxiety or just being mentally stressed. So it's important to recognize the differences between being able to say, yes, I am experiencing these things, but then saying, oh, I'm so fatigued at the end of the day because of the environment and the stress that I'm under. Right. Cause for some people they have experienced those
1: symptoms or certain symptoms of anxiety or depression all of their life or for the majority of their life that it has become so normal. Mm -hmm. So they're not recognizing, like you said, if they're even in that state anymore. Right. They just feel like that's who they are or that's who their personality is. And it can become to a point where it takes over, you know, who you are and your personality if you don't recognize that those are symptoms of anxiety and depression and other mental health issues.
0: Yeah. And we wonder why we we start seeing so recently all these black men dying so young, 50, 40, 45 It's because of the things that our body is going through that we can't even recognize. So to ask you all another question, what are your help seeking behaviors look like? What what do you do when you identify that you're having an issue mentally or you're in a crisis or you have a mental health concern? Maybe if it's not even that serious, what do you do to seek help to kind of address what you're experiencing?
2: I mean, I reach out, I I talk to somebody. I'm going to talk to somebody. If there's nobody to talk to, then for the time being, I'm going to listen to my music. I'm going to get away from whatever it is. That factor is causing me to be upset or feel some type of way. But the end goal is to talk to somebody to, to get that release, because if you hold it in, that's what causes people to, to, to go the routes Mm -hmm. that, that we never want them to go, whether it be harming someone else or harming themselves. So, At the end of the day, you got to get a positive release, and my positive release is just to talk it out with somebody else.
0: Right.
3: Uh, um, I pretty much just kind of be to myself. I kind of try to relax and um, think positive thoughts. Uh, Prayer helps. Uh, I try to talk about it. I ain't been the best at talking about things. I'm working on it, you know, but. To get away from all that, I'm just trying to just think positive, man. Just overall, just think positive and just relax. Because it can get stressful out here. You know, it, it, it ain't easy at all. It's a day to day grind and it's, it takes a lot on your mental. But my my thing, more you know, so, what I should do is like working out. Man. My lady been helping me work out more. I think we should come up, like working out. And, Music helps, it's a lot of positive things that help get away besides, you know, alcohol and et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of positive things to release and get away from all that stress. So one of my main things like just taking time to myself and being quiet and you know, thinking positive. I always think positive. That's my thing for everything. So
1: talking about you guys' ways of getting help, We wanna know where you guys are today. So on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is, I am doing amazing. This is almost the happiest I've been. And five is, I really don't have any idea how I feel. Kinda cloudy. And one is I'm completely lost, broken. I need to reach out to someone, I need that help. So how would you rate your current mental health state? From one to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst.
3: I'd say eight for me, because everything's going great. You know, mentally I'm in a good space, but it's still stuff from my past that hurts you know it's still a lot of stuff that i like the way i grew up and, and a lot of stuff i went through uh that's why i said hey, and i haven't really really dealt with it all i kind of try to. i always used to put it back in my mind but mentally i'm in a good space it's just sometimes i had those moments it's like man why i had to go through that or like, you know or why i had to grow, grow up this way or you know but I'll say an eight for me. Cause I'm I'm in the best space of my life mentally. Cause I got away from a lot of my past. I, I stopped hanging with certain people. I just changed my whole way of thinking. It was it was it's really your mindset. So once you change your mindset, everything else follows. So as long as you are still thinking those old thoughts, you're gonna get the same results. So that's 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 what I say. That's true. I had to say a
2: seven. Uh, it's uh basically just based on uh where I, where I'm at in life, like um like my my day to day, uh go to work, come home, uh do what I do at home, uh go to sleep, start my day over, do it all over again. Like I'm like right. I I, re- I relax a lot. I don't I don't really have a lot of strenuous days. Um, but from because of where I am and where I want to be it's a seven because it's on my mind daily like the things that that I wish were different and it's it's not like um I'm and I would assume that that's a that's a common thing the same as what he's talking about that's a common thing mm-hmm. and it and it's just about us being able to recognize uh what it is that's on our mind know that and and like you said uh, it's the perspective you have towards it, because as long as you know that whatever that is that's that's on your mind is that that could be bringing you down is not something that 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 can truly affect you like physically, uh, mentally. If you can if you can change your perspective towards it, everything's fine. So yeah, that's why I had to say a seven. Yeah, I can definitely see
1: where you are, Brandon i'm kind of along the same lines and i think most of that is like gabe said growing up and my goal is to be better than i was raised leave a legacy get rid of some of those old ways that i was parented that poverty had um a play in i want something different so I really always have, you know, my eyes set forward on something better or doing better for myself, for my family. So that can, I would say, cause you to be lower on the scale as far as your mental health. Um, If you're not practicing, kind of celebrating where you are from where you've been. So that's one of the things that I really had to learn how to do. I've come a long way from where I used to stay, the conditions that I used to be in. So I have to learn to celebrate, you know, all of my accomplishments, accomplishments, whether it's, you know, getting out of bed and going to work that day when I didn't feel like it. I have to celebrate those small steps and that's something that I'm learning to do and try to get other people around me to do it for
0: you. Mm-hmm
3: making
0: my all the work. <laughs> um, yeah I think burns I'm along the lines with you just trying to make sure even as a therapist I still have to remind myself to take care of my own mental health. Um, and take and listen to my body Um, I recently had surgery on the 15th of this month and I always just think oh, okay it'll be fine it's just like a little thing but it's not and right, I have to sit down I have to keep telling myself to sit down stop trying to do everything I'm off for two weeks I don't need to go anywhere, so I did that today by letting my job know that I cannot go on the work trip that they were going to send me on to Philadelphia um, Wednesday this week. Um, just because I need to sit sit down and just let my body heal, and I can go back to work into I mean at the end of this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just relax. Yes, I, that's my issue. I don't know how to relax when I'm not in school, when I'm not doing something for work. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. So then i'm using this time to kind of just take care of my mental health just relax and and enjoy not doing anything like just being um but if we swap gears a little bit and we go back to i know gabe you mentioned like we talk about physical health and and we also need to focus on mental health um just recognizing that mental health and physical health are interrelated like one affects the other um if you're not doing well physically your mental health will also absorb some of that and then if you're not doing well mentally your physical health will decline as well so i wonder how often do you guys get physical checkups
3: uh not 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 enough um probably last time i had a physical checkup when i had covid and i was finding out a lot of stuff or whatever but um
1: and your covid wasn't just like some of us was with symptoms, you had some yeah. other issues. So talk
3: about that a little uh, compared yeah. To- yeah. I had like I ended up getting like blood clots in my lungs and like mm-hmm. in my legs and all this stuff from COVID. But I really wasn't healthy as I thought because it took a toll on my body. I was off work for like five months.
0: Wow.
3: Um, because of that, you know, it just it. I think that really like spring forward where I am now. Mm-hmm. It made me look at a lot of things differently, like health. It's just because we really with COVID. Like you, it's really like you don't know underlying issues you have until you get it. You know, some people got and get over it, but me, it did me so bad. I'm, I'm thinking I'm healthy. I'm going to work. I was working at Amazon at the time. You know, physical doing work, and then like once I called it, like my body just was like. I don't know if it's over the years, all the work I've
1: been doing and it, it
3: just like came down, but but I found out I wasn't healthy as I thought. So that kind of spring forwarded me to try to work out more, and getting more active. Because working out, not working out, but just going to work, that's not really it. I mean, that's working, but like we talking about working out, putting pressure on your, your limbs and resisting and all that. So, I started eating differently. Oh, yeah, I changed my whole diet. It made me change my whole diet. I kind of slipped away from it now. (laughs) But but I was eating like salad and fruit. I was felt so wonderful. I was going outside, walking, and it just, we gotta be more physical. We gotta work out. It's really like eating healthier to me because working out is just part of it. It's it's what we eat. Because a lot of the stuff that we eat, has an effect on us that we don't know about.
0: Yeah,
3: like this meat and a lot of stuff that we eat. The way we grew up eating, it ain't healthy. Like, like for example, they said Kevin Samuel died for hypertension. Mm-hmm. That's that's rampant in the community, that we don't talk about you know all the salt and the stuff we eat or whatever. It food has a lot of influence, physical, you know, mm-hmm. mentally because we, we we just put anything in our bodies and we don't know over time. As you get old, you don't know all this stuff until you start getting older. Like, oh, you're young, you know, you don't feel nothing. You know, you get sick, was right back. But something like that really, COVID really changed my perspective on health.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, that's what changed my mindset about a lot of stuff, was COVID. I lost a lot of family members. And they, when I saw them, they seemed to really be healthy, but I lost like six, seven people while that were going on, and it was because of underlying issues, stuff that they probably ignored. Or they knew about, they just didn't take it
2: seriously. I say, I haven't had a physical since maybe 2020, and so I just never, it's never on my mind to to stay to stay on that to to stay checking my my uh like getting blood samples and seeing what's up with that or or any other thing that comes with a physical is but at the same time like he said i am aware of what i put in my body as far as eating and drinking um and trying not to be i guess a couch potato we could definitely do more there's there's a lot more that, that, that we can do it's just about being in that, in that mindset and understanding that we just have to do it like yeah
0: you know eating disorders is my domain right now and i'm all into the what we eat what we put into our body how to take care of your body so y'all are definitely on the right track with it. what you put into your body definitely imp- impacts you and it definitely impacts your mental health and what your body does. So feeding your body is feeding your brain.
3: Right. And one thing I can't say about like, times have changed, like from the food back then to now, it's, you know, I've been having this thing like, I wanna buy me a little land and kind of start farming a little bit, like we get like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of food, is like processed and like we don't know what they put in this stuff. I get, I, I'm signed up to this uh, food recall thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I get
3: emails and stuff. It, it started with COVID or whatever. I started signing up and reading about stuff, and it's so much stuff and food that we don't know about. Like it's it's, right. that, it's scary the stuff that that's out there that we're consuming and we
0: don't know about. Right. When you get your your um your farm going or your yeah, your-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't
3: necessarily say a farm, but I would like a lot. I would like a lot, and you know? I want to just you know put some type of some type of you know grow something. Right. that's been the thing I've been thinking about. Like,
0: well, make sure you send me whatever y'all.
3: Produce because all
0: Atlanta okay. got
1: to
3: offer is Hennessy wings and hookah, and I'm tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: there ain't nothing wrong with that.
3: There's nothing wrong with fruit and vegetables, man. Like I told to. when I was eating healthy for like a few months after COVID, man, I felt i never felt that healthy in my life. I wasn't, all I ate was salad and fruit. And I felt the best of my life I ever felt. And it took COVID to scare me to do that, but, but yeah.
1: Talking about checkups, have either of you ever been to see a therapist? Has anyone ever recommended you to go see a therapist?
3: Yes. Yes, I've been recommended plenty of times. Um I know i need to go for 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 future references i do need to go to heal some things and talk about some stuff because i know it's going to help me in the long run but i never saw a therapist like i always seek spiritual advice but when it came to stuff i was dealing with or whatever but my dad is a minister or whatever so i talk to him about certain stuff like that but sometimes you have to see a profession somebody that is licensed to do that and they know what they're talking about so i definitely need to do that uh, it's not that i can't afford it, or it's not available to me i just need to do it and if anybody listening we need, we need to talk to somebody so let's
1: stop it
3: nothing's stopping me i just need to do it
2: yeah i'm lazy
1: for the same <laughs> reason like, I'm,
2: I'm just, lazy. just
3: like Finding the time—I'm real busy, but that's really not an excuse. But I really need to set a date aside and find a good therapist and and go from there with. It. And I'm gonna do that though. I'm glad you said it because I need to do that.
0: Please do, cause you know what they got now—they got telehealth, y'all. You can zoom your <laughs> therapist.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, I always sit on the couch. <laughs> I
1: thought you
3: got for healing from the therapy <laughs> while on the couch. You want the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I to always, I did always want the Spirit to Lay on the couch. <laughs> you, can,
0: you can, lay on your <laughs> own couch. Listen, My, my, my,
1: my therapy, therapy appointment. appointment. I don't think any of my clients have laid on my um. Couch.
0: I would prefer them
1: not to. but mm-hmm. I, I? give it to you.
0: They got. Listen, my therapy appointment is at seven p.m. tomorrow and on zoom I ain't got to go nowhere that's awesome so, yeah and I usually schedule
1: mine during my lunch break so mm-hmm.
0: that may be another option it's accessible you just got to find somebody Brandy, right. you? what you got going on I mean like I've,
2: I've been referred to it and I'm It's it's an interest like I would do it I don't I don't have any reason not to but I'm just lazy that's all that is in the meantime, you know, I listen to podcasts, I read books, and mm-hmm. like, I just try to stay up to date on on understanding uh, what it is I'm thinking about. Why am I thinking about uh, such things, and what what these thoughts may derive from? I try mm-hmm. to uh, be uh, introspective. I think the word is I don't know, mm-hmm. but um until until I uh, get to that point where I sit down with a the therapist or talk on the phone with a the therapist, uh, that's just what I'm doing. But I ain't got nothing against talking to one. I'll just be lazy. But it's definitely something that I would recommend for other people. So I don't know why I ain't done it for myself just yet. Well, I'm dating one, so I don't know what my problem is. I have one
3: right here in front of me. Well, she helps me, though, like me uh dating someone and dealing with someone that's in that field it's amazing because like she gave me inspiration I'm like okay it's not it's okay to seek somebody and talk to somebody. It's, you know when she was first talking about it, I was against like, yes. I'm like nah no, I don't need it. and I've heard it from previous people or whatever. Like you need therapy. I'm like, but well, it's just like the way people say it, like like you're sticking the head or something right but i used to take it like that i took it offensive like oh you think something wrong with me i'm crazy or something but now it's like no mental health is just important as physical health it's mm-hmm. just like going to the doctor and seeing what's wrong with you mm-hmm. what's you know what i'm saying it's like i got older i
0: understand it so <clears throat> i almost got lost in my thoughts so what makes you all feel the most stressed as a black man in today's world. So we're thinking about like the political climate, the social climate, just the world. So today we got monkeypox out here now They just doing it up. <laughs> what makes you guys feel the most stressed, just in general, being a black man? I heard y'all mention it earlier today, like feel like you have a target on your back sometimes, like at work, um, education, all types of things. So what makes you feel the most stressed as a black man in today's world with everything going on? And then, how do you validate your own experiences and affirm your emotions? So, I heard y'all say that you haven't necessarily sought counseling yet. It's on, um, it's on the agenda. We're going to get there. But how do you validate your own experiences and affirm your own emotions when you're going through these things every day, just at work, just if we use at work as an example?
2: I validate my experiences by, uh, like I said, I talk to people. I try to uh, bounce things off of people, uh, things I'm experiencing. Um, like read books, and um, if somebody can, if if I can get a, if enough people can tell me, okay, yeah, you tripping or you not tripping, uh, get a general consensus of okay, this is uh, what I'm what I'm thinking is. Quite not right or on the money. I tend to go with that that sense of validation, whichever that is, or when I'm reading these, or when I'm reading these books, and it's nothing that says I'm wrong with the way I'm thinking or I'm right with the way I think. But something just give me a a, a baseline, mm-hmm. and what what I what I say what would I guess kind of stressed me out as a, as a black man if I pay if I paid enough attention to it. It would be uh, the social climate and the politics and all of that. It would be that, yeah. But uh, since I know that, I, I shy away from I shy away from keeping up with that stuff. So so I might I might see the headline or something or, about whatever it may be, and I just keep it pushing. Uh, like I don't I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper or anything like that. I'm on Twitter. And I see the headline. If I wanna pay some attention, if I wanna uh dive into it, then I'll actually go do real research on it. And if and if I don't, if I feel like it's too much for me, then I pay it no never mind and keep on about my day.
3: Okay. Uh I say I got a couple things that screws me out the most. Well, I one though for one is like you said, social climate is the way things are going in America right now inflation is high so it's putting more pressure on us to provide and it's like you know we don't know where we're going to be in the next five years politically and that's one of the things that screws me out the way things are going right now you know i i, I kind of keep up with stuff like that because i want to know what's going on Me having a business stuff like that so um and the second thing is me my business trying to break into a industry where it's predominantly, you know, this race or that, and me where I am, where I live, it is tough, you know, trying to operate a commercial cleaning business, and you got business that been out there for years, and it's a lot that goes into that uh, this business thing. But I don't let it, I don't let it get me, cause I know where my goal is and where my, my vision is. Mm-hmm. But it can get stressful sometimes. I'm like, you know, ain't no doors opening. Don't nobody want to give you a chance. You're a new company, and people are afraid to try you because you may be black, you know, or it's a black-owned business, or versus this company. But that's a couple of things that stress me out. And as far as like experiences, uh, I say, like, just day to day, going day to day trying to find a way to get to the next step mm-hmm. and, and pursuing what I'm trying to do, you know? But it's all, it's, I'm, I'm taking it all in. I'm, I'm turning everything, whatever's negative, I'm turning it into a positive, that's
1: how I look at
3: it. That's how I always go to remain positive. So it's good and bad experiences, so for, for the most part, that's how it is.
1: So question, what can we do as Black women to aid in guys' mental health journey, as Black men? Mm. Um,
2: go ahead. No, you go first. Um, I think,
3: honestly, I think a lot of women do support us and push us. It's just the right person, the person that you're dealing with. Like, it's some people I have very supportive. But some women could be more uh, understanding about what we go through or whatever. But I still don't feel like I still feel like women go through way, a little bit more than we do though. And and, and, in some ways, because as a man, you know, you're taught to be strong and prideful and everything like that. But it's just like, just being supportive. My main thing, like, being supportive of, my dreams, and you know, having my back, even you know, in the midst of everything. But as I say, so being more supportive.
1: Okay. You know,
3: in like words of encouragement, like you know, you got this. And like I had like recently, like I just had a big cleaning project. I'm nervous. I'm going crazy. Can't sleep about it because it's 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 a big. It was a big deal. A big opportunity. And you know, she was just telling me like, you got it. You know, you got this. You were made for this moment. It's just what. It's just words of encouragement and mm-hmm. pushing that person. I say, you know, you need more people to support you, especially somebody that you're dealing with, or just women, general. just being more supportive. You know, that's all.
0: Okay.
3: That's that's my big thing is support. Cause like I said, I didn't have all that. Important. So if you're dealing with in a relationship or marriage, and You got somebody that's pushing you and uh, supporting you, man. Like that's amazing. But everybody don't do that. Some people have their own selfish ways or mindsets. But we had more that it would help. You know, instead of you know talking down, literally us. We already go through a lot. But that's pretty much what I would say.
2: Yeah, I would. I would think it's um. Similar to, I guess, how we how we can do a better job of supporting women as well, uh, I, I think it continues to fall upon not only the support, but uh, communication. Because um, like, with, without effectively communicating with one another, no matter how much we, we may understand, and even if we don't understand and are seeking on how to understand more, if we don't communicate these things properly, we uh, as in like uh sharing our discussing our triggers uh, uh black men uh ourselves being aware of those and comm- and getting that out to women properly so that they understand what those are um allow allowing them time to understand what it is or or women giving themselves time mm-hmm. to become aware of those and And being able to 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 deal to understand and deal with whatever that may be, those ways of communication are, I think, the best ways of being being supportive and 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 helping us with whatever it is we may be going through mentally. Yes, absolutely, I agree with that.
3: Communication is is key.
0: Okay. All right. So this is like one of our wrap-up questions for the discussion portion. Um What do you guys do for self-care? So as Black men, um, what does self-care mean to you? Because like if we ask Black women, it'll probably be going out with the girls, getting our hair done, our nails done, getting a massage, reading a book, stuff like that. So for... Black men, what's something that you enjoy doing for self-care and what does that mean to you?
2: Hmm. <clears throat> self-care, I'd say um I'd say uh reading books, uh podcasts that uh, help expand my knowledge and wisdom and working out.
0: Okay.
2: With those with those like your body is a tool your body is a tool your mind is a tool everything about you is a is a tool and you can sharpen it or you can allow it to dull uh, when you do when you do these things that allow nothing but aggression when you read when you uh work out uh when you eat right uh when you, when you take in nothing but positive information though those the, that wisdom, the, the, those keys of life, those are things that sharpen you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's not allowing for that positive growth, those are things that dull you. So, um, as we grow older, uh, being who we are, never being perfect, we're gonna always, for the most part, allow ourselves to uh, indulge in things that that aren't the sharpeners. But we have we have to make it a real priority to more so do those things that are going to make us better in the long run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say uh, working out, podcasts, <clears throat> and uh, audio books.
0: Okay.
3: Um, self care for me. Um... So I like getting a haircut. I like, you know, feeling good sometimes. i mean a nice outfit, something like that. But like you said, working out—I don't work out as much, but I do like to work out. is like I said, it's all in the mind thing. I like to listen to like history. Like I study like like I listen to Malcolm X and uh, Muhammad Ali like pretty much every day. I like to do, I like to learn about my history. You know where I come from. The seed, the growth, like I said, I come from a, a pretty rough place. So self-care for me is just taking care of my mental life, not being around negativity and being around positive people, like people that's, that want some out of life, and, you know, that just want to get forward and like um, self-care is just eating right, um, you know, just thinking positive. Speaking positive, uplifting others, giving back—that's another. I like to give back. You know, I think about it. I like giving back. You know, but self-care is like just taking care of my mental, and it feels good as well.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, our takeaways from this session are recommending that black nail as a therapists to be careful about how I word that recommendation, so that it. Isn't uh, an insult to the person. And to kind of give off some of the
2: I'd say I'd say my takeaway is to step more into the shoes of of being that leader because earlier on I spoke about uh like uh being when we were kids and and who who I would like have to look up to and and lean on well uh, I'm 28 now and those people that I was looking up to and leaning on well I'm that age now so it's time for me to to more so on a day-to-day aspect and not just with friends mm-hmm. but step into those shoes and feel that role of, of being that for other people to, to do my check-ins with with uh, not, on, not only not uh, only other black men coming up but uh men and women in general because like yes yes we this conversation is is priority prioritized around black men. But if we do that as more as a whole, we can we can prioritize black men, but as a whole continue to do that for whoever we come across who is accepting of it. Mm-hmm. Um that would it, it would do it would do a lot for people. It would do a lot for us as a people, and it would do a lot for uh humans in general. So yeah, that's my takeaway.
0: Okay. Mine would be um, to probably encourage black men more to go get those physical health checkups. You know, I've just been in our community, learned that not just black men, but black women too sometimes have this, fear of going to the doctor. We don't go check up on things and then by the time that we do go step foot in the doctor's office it's too late or things have progressed or we need to be a little bit more proactive in that um, regard as well as being proactive with your mental health. So acknowledging that when you have a headache, your head banging, you take some Tylenol, you take care of your body physically. If you're having mental health concerns, some anxiety, something. Depression, whatever you're experiencing, you need to take care of yourself as well mentally. So putting those two in the same, um, on the same level of importance and just pushing those throughout our community, physical health and mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. So moving forward into our homework section, um, we want to challenge you all to take a black man. It can be your father. It can be your man, your brother. Your friend, co worker, cousin, niece, and nephew I mean, niece, whoever, <clears throat> nephew, I'm sorry, take them out and let them choose where you all go. So, you might want to give them a budget limit, but take them out. Let us know when you've done this. Shoot us a DM, comment on our, our IG post, send us a message on Facebook um, that you've been able to do this to celebrate and uplift black men in taking care of themselves for their mental health and we can't wait to read all about it and sharing your experiences and your adventures um, by taking care of our black men in our community
1: yeah this challenge is a gift for our women listeners men we want to see you guys on the world at least out with
0: your friends so take your friends
1: out from there mm-hmm. so our next thing So I highly recommend that our listeners in the Raleigh, North Carolina area don't see this like
0: me All right, so this is our podcast. This is our session one of season two. I want to thank you all for turning in, tuning in to Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided. We want to encourage you all to go ahead and subscribe tell all your friends we are on a mission to uplift the black community and we want to say thank you again to Gabe and Brandon for representing the voice of black men and sharing your experiences with our listeners.
1: So don't forget to follow Medicine for the Melanated and Misguided on Facebook and Instagram at Melanated and Misguided and on Twitter at Medicine for the MM the number four. So you can be the first to know about the topics for each episode. I guess have any closing.
3: I appreciate y'all for having me on y'all show. I listen all the time. I think it's wonderful what y'all are doing and keep going. Like this is very important. We need to talk about this more and more and more. It's mental health in our community.
2: So Yeah, same thing. Uh, thank you for having me. Um uh, the last what I want to leave out saying is, um, as a people, when we like you said, when when somebody take takes a black man out, takes that challenge, and they take a black man somewhere, or when you're talking to anybody, a uh, black man, black woman, uh, whoever man, whoever woman, um, take, just remember that no no two people are alike. Every everybody. It's gonna think differently. We can't expect somebody to to be the same person we are, think how we think, uh, go throughout life how we go throughout life. So, in knowing that, when we when we sit down with people, when we when we open up to people, or when people are opening up to us, we have to understand and remember to give people grace and allow people to be themselves, share things how how they how they see it and do the same with and hope that they do the same with us uh, continue to uh, allow one another to grow and educate each other and through through that form of discourse uh, there will there will be growth. So yeah
0: all right All right, thank you all again for joining us. We are going to go ahead and wrap up and until next time guys. take care.